You are now listening to the sound of spookiness. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the sound of spookiness. It's me, your humble and obedient ghost. And I am joined by, well, man, you better be ready for some frights because I've got two of them for you. I've got the screecher, the preacher who's a screecher of spookiness, Benjamin Solzer, right there. How you doing, Ben? Good. Why don't you introduce the pastor who's a master of bleeding? No, no, that's from the bucketing. He's not really the pastor who's a master of reading here. Well, but he's, yeah, it's true. Could just be a master of insanity. Right. Uh, insanity. Well, it could be, he's, he is Jake Men's killer. Right. We know that. And he likes to kill men, I guess. <laughs> mints. Mints. Yeah, he likes to kill mints. He likes to eat those mints. Yep. Peppermints? Yep. Peppermints, any kind of mints. You guys ever go to a Christian thing with a bunch of junk New and testaments. Get, get some testaments? Yeah. I've had testaments before. I went to the Christian music festival. I want to call it Aquafina, but that's because my brain has <laughs> been mangled by Marvel. What's it called? Ichthus. I used to go to. Ichthus every year. Yeah. You know, the vineyard in town probably sells testaments. Have you ever been in there? I've not been to the vineyard in town. Mm -hmm. Do you know that it exists? I did not know that the vineyard in town exists. There's a coffee shop in there. Have you gone and worked in there or something? I've not gone and worked in there. It does have a coffee shop. Ben knows more about it than I do. No, the vineyard is the surviving. We used to have a family Christian, and, and then the vineyard family Christian ended up finally going out of business. But vineyard still there, still around, and mm. still gross as ever. So, but you might be able to get some testaments there. You might be able to get some testaments. Well, and other random kitsch. Less like vineyard and more like skin graveyard, because this, if you're if you haven't already guessed, folks, is a Halloween episode. <laughs> of our podcast. It's the most mm. wonderful time. Of the fear! <laughs> My introduction of Jake is like a ghost because it disappeared. <laughs> oh, yeah, so I'm sorry. <laughs> it never, it never, never actually happened. happened. It never materialized. <laughs> uh, ben, I'm sorry. Why don't you go ahead and enter... Ghostbusters af- Afterlife, man. That's what we're inter- going to do in October. What? Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Ghostbusters Afterlife. I, I, that sounds like the kind of reference that Jake Menskiller pastor who's a master of insanity would think to bring up on this podcast folks how you doing jake i'm good how are you ben uh great introduction ben thanks nathan or should i say enter suction into a wormhole of terror of terror yeah there we go there you go listen (laughs) should christians celebrate halloween (laughs) that's what this episode's about (laughs) oh man can can i tell you what christians shouldn't celebrate what's that death the occult, yes. the demonic. I agree. All right, we're good. Okay, thanks for listening, everybody. <sighs> Every year around this time, we have people ask us to do this episode, I think, because it's something that people have to deal with every year, and it only gets worse in terms terms of the, the graphic accoutrement you're going to come across. They've got, like, holograms now. You can buy for 70 bucks a hologram of a floating ghost or a demon guy that you can put in your yard and yeah just you, walk you, through Home Depot or Lowe's and see this sort of thing yeah and, and the technology is pretty cool actually but the 
net effect is a lot of people who are some of them listeners listeners of our show find themselves walking through Walmart and or going down a neighborhood and just seeing celebrations of death, celebrations of the occult, this sort of thing. And they feel the tension because they're like, but I wanted to dress my kid up as a princess and go get some candy. Yeah, I wanted to have a fun community event with friends and family and it's kind of I remember fondly going around on my bike and getting candy and stuff yeah I mean some people when they think of E.T. or when they think of E.T. some people when they think of E.T. the extraterrestrial they think of that they scene think of Halloween where, yeah well that what what I was gonna say is some people when they think of Halloween they think of that scene everybody on their bikes a bunch of pop culture masks and stuff and you're just yeah, going around and you're running around and fun and it's just kind of part of the suburban package of middle america it's just a sweet thing that we do similar to caroling or putting up lights at christmas time you may or may not buy into what the holiday is all about but you enjoy the pageantry and it's a fun thing to do with your kids you can have people go bobbing for covid uh, there's just yeah. all kinds of things that you can do but on the other hand, you have every year you're going to see emails go out and things get shared on social media in terms of the history of Halloween, the dark history, the connections to the occult and to the druids, you know, who would go door to door and take virgins and leave jack-o'-lanterns or something like that. You'll see that kind of stuff every year. Just to address that real quickly, false. That stuff is all... Make believe. Just make believe. Didn't happen. I will link to a book on the history of Halloween if you're if you really don't believe me. I mean these kinds of internet legends and urban legends in general just get spread every year. I don't know, I think they make it easy for people. They make it easy for people Oh, well, it's just bad. It's based on druid sacrifice and pagan worship of the old gods. That's easy. I guess we won't do it. But nothing's ever quite that easy. Halloween's not quite that easy. Really, Halloween is just comes from some Irish autumn festivals that they brought over in the late 1800s, early 1900s, and it just kind of became a thing. And we, we owe it as much to marketers wanting to sell candy, just like Valentine's Day. You can you can talk about the pagan origins till you're blue in the face. And we did, <laughs> as I recall. Yes, yes. Well, not one of our finest episodes, I don't think. So listen to this one. This is this is the definitive sound of sanity statement on Halloween. Should I just get my take, guys? Is that the easiest? Probably. Is that the easiest way to do this episode? Yeah, I, I, I think so. Give your take, and then let's you guys see can if the push back. Take and uh, we'll take it down. So, so here's my take. Here's my take on actually both Halloween and Christmas. And for anyone who has listened to those really old episodes, I think my take has evolved since then a little bit. I, I think people approach holidays as if they are institutions they look at them at this you, you judge the 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 holiday that is halloween the same way you might judge apple or starbucks or the united states government it's an institution it serves to celebrate or to serve something and if you like that thing then you give yourself to the institution if you don't like that thing then you don't and so every year, everybody's going to scramble to try and figure out, like, is Christmas actually in service of Jesus? And should I therefore like it? Or is it in service of Santa Claus? And should I therefore lump it? It's obviously a simplification. 
but we have it in our brains that we have to approach these things as institutions to be accepted or rejected. And the long and the short of my take is I just don't think that that's true. I don't think we have to approach holidays of these sorts monolithically. Uh, The way that I think of them is more like a season. It's a season that's going to come around inevitably, whether I want it to or not. There's going to be the Christmas season. There's going to be the Halloween season. People are going to be doing all kinds of things. It's going to mean all kinds of things to different people. And hey, if you find yourself in a neighborhood with a bunch of witches that are celebrating the occult, it would be a pretty bad idea to represent Halloween along with them. But if you find yourself in a suburban neighborhood where everybody just likes to dress up their kids as bumblebees and princesses and stuff and go get candy, I have no problem with that. And I think that you can buy into that part of the package without having to feel like you're buying into the whole package. It's not a monolithic thing. There's all kinds of things that Halloween represents to all kinds of people. And you can pick and choose. And it doesn't mean that you get to be stupid. I mean, I mean, I, I think the example I gave was a little silly of someone living in a neighborhood with a bunch of witches, but I, I think there are people, there are situations where they would just say, for us, subjectively speaking, this means a reverence of death or this means poking fun at death in a way that as a Christian, I simply cannot count, countenance either direction, a reverence for the occult, whatever. You, you could imagine a situation where you'd say, no way. But that situation may well not apply to most of our listeners. And I think that their consciences should be absolutely free to dress their little girl up as a princess and go get some candy if that's something that they would enjoy. Also, insofar as it is a season that is going to occur, whether you want it to or not, it seems awfully foolish not to take advantage of the one time a year that people are thinking about death. Maybe they're poking fun at it. Maybe they're being too reverential of it. But... People are going to knock on your door and death is going to be on their minds. And you as a Christian, you as a church, you as a Christian community are going to decide not to take advantage of it because you feel like you can't be associated with this monolithic thing. That may be wise for some people in some contexts, but I don't think that every church, every community, every person has to be bound by that. So the long and the short of my take, I I already said the long and the short, but the longer and the short, no, The shorter of my take is, let's just not approach these things monolithically. There's nothing that says we have to. And let's just take advantage of Christian freedom and American freedom to do what we think is wise. There's my take, guys. Oh, no. It's the DAA, the devil's advocate alarm. That means someone has to argue the opposite opinion of what's been argued. So... I'm guessing, Jake, you want to argue that. I'm going to take it up. And I'm not really sure where to start. There are a bunch of places that we could start. One point I want to make is that you can't dissociate Halloween from the celebration of death and the occult. And even if you could have at some point in time, you can't anymore. You can't walk into Barnes & Noble without seeing a massive table full of not just like spooky ghost stories, but Here's a, here are books of spells and mm-hmm. how to become a Wiccan and how to become a witch and the his, the wonderful history of our pastime of the pastime of being a, a witch or a warlock and 
spells for modern day crystals and stuff like that. As our culture becomes more, more pagan, the more monolithic these sorts of things actually do become and the more entangled they become. And at the same time, scripture is very clear about not having anything to do with the occult or the demonic or a celebration of death, which is the antithesis of the Christian faith. We don't celebrate death. Jesus came to destroy it. Our hope is the resurrection of the dead. And so I don't see how you can create space for Christians to create, participate in something that ultimately and inevitably is tied in people's minds to a celebration of death and the demonic and the occult, and increasingly so. Yeah, and I just think that's super heavy-handed and not at all true. Yeah, you can go to Barnes and Nobles and find a bunch of books on paganism. How many of your neighbors do you know that are actually given to Wiccan practices? How many witches do you know? Now, I'm not saying that nobody knows a witch, but actually most of the people in your average middle American community, the types of people that listen to this show, remember Halloween and think of Halloween as not a celebration of death, not a celebration of the demonic, not a celebration of the occult, but a fun time to dress their kids up and go get candy. I mean, it's almost like where the law enters, there enters sin. Christians are so heavy handed and feeling like it must be about the occult that they make it about the occult. Well, okay, I guess if you've made it about the occult, then let's not do it. But I don't think you had to. And I think you would have been a better witness for Jesus if you could have kept your stupid lights on uh, when kids came to your door. What if I kept the lights on and I explained to kids that, sorry, I love you. I'm happy to give you candy, but we don't celebrate this for these reasons. That's fine. Give them some candy, though. If you keep your lights on so you can tell them why you're not giving them candy, then I just think you're a jerk. I don't, I don't know that lights are a practice anywhere else outside of Bloomington. Yeah. So we Bloomington, better explain that. Yeah, Bloomington is a cold, nasty community, and we all used to live there, and people will shut off their porch lights so that you know not to knock on that house because that person yeah. doesn't and want any, doesn't you're want not kids welcome bugging them. Yeah. At, at any house that does not have the porch lights lit up. Right. Period. So that's the thing. Maybe uh, I'm sure other communities do it, but I don't know how common it is. I mean, it is somewhat natural if you're going down a neighborhood. Oh, that house, the windows Yeah, are... but it's actually a local ordinance. Right. Yeah, it's not a local ordinance everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can, you can signal pretty well that you don't want to be bothered, mm-hmm. but it's not a thing where you're ordered by the local the city government not to approach any house that has its porch lights on and citizens are warned that if they have their porch lights on they're fair game so they'd better be sure to turn them off right so anyhow this is a little context for the whole yeah yeah, yeah. lights on thing that we were talking about the person specifically who reached out to us and was was bothered by these kinds of things said eh i don't really want to do a harvest day festival or a Reformation Day festival or whatever. Let's not rebrand it. Let's not rebrand it. Come on. Everybody knows if you do your your Harvest Day party, it's actually a Halloween party. And I will say my gut impulse is to agree with that person. I, I, I very much resented as a Christian kid having to go to Harvest Day parties. I just thought it was so lame. I was just a dumb kid. So I don't know whether that feeling was actually, you know, 
good. But, man, we're all dressing up. We're getting candy. It happens to be the 31st of October. Right. And it would be a lot easier to invite my buddy to this Halloween party than it would be to some weird Christian harvest festival. Can we just call it a Halloween thing? Have I adequately answered the devil here? Or Well, I think that you have to deal with the strong statements of scripture about having nothing to do with wicked or occult practices. I mean, you can say that we've made it a thing, that it doesn't have to be, but to have nothing to do with them of it all, don't be associated with such things. This is a strong pull to just say, hey, wait a minute. Okay, it doesn't have to be, but shouldn't we just make the lines? Yeah, I get it. If, 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 if you're trying to parse, maybe you could parse it, but why, why bother? Yeah, why bother parsing it when all that you get by parsing it is the risk of associating yourself with something God strongly forbids you be even remotely associated with? You're too busy, sort of like uh, Paul's letter to the Corinthians, you're so busy asking about whether or not it's permissible, you forgot to ask whether or not it was beneficial, good. Right. Well, I hate to bring up meat sacrificed idols, but it's a natural place to go. I just brought, brought it up. I, I'm sure the people whose conscience I, I think it's is, the best place to go. It is, a, in fact, associated with demons and demon worship. And, and much more visceral demon worship than a book of Wicca that you see at Barnes and Nobles. We're actually sacrificing. These are actually being sacrificed to demonic entities. And there's real prostitutes gods. giving their bodies to it and all kinds of things be seen eating this meat and be perceived as having participated in these things. And the Apostle Paul is like, well, okay, be willing not to do it for your weaker brother. There's There there may be good places and times not to do Halloween for your weaker brother, but I think he is the weaker brother. I, I do not see that the practice of dressing your kid up in a fun costume and even having a little fun with a windy night with cobwebs and ghosts shaped like sheets with holes in them. I do not see that there's anything fundamentally or even tangentially linked to actually serving death or serving the occult. I think it's just a fun thing. And I think it's a great time to love people as a church. So I, I, I actually think there is a sense in which people always want to put the burden of proof on the person proving that we should celebrate it. It is such a great opportunity that I want to put the burden of proof back on the person proving that we shouldn't celebrate it. I get all the objections, and I get we shouldn't have anything to do with the occult. And I get that the actual love of death that simmers just beneath the surface of our culture is a profoundly disgusting and disturbing thing. I don't know. If we were forming our own Christian island community from scratch, would I introduce Halloween to it? Probably not. But I still think it is a thing that happens every year, in the culture in which I am in, I need to be wise about how to engage with that culture and have the faith to engage with that culture. And that actually does mean parsing things with discernment. It actually does mean making hard choices. And in this particular case, I actually don't think the choice is that hard. Reject the bad stuff and find a good way to do the good stuff. Or if you're in a context where you feel like you can't parse it, reject it all. Great. But One thing's clear, you can't embrace all of it. Right. That's clear. But I think that that's true for Christmas. You can't embrace the rampant materialism of Christmas. You can't embrace the degraded spiritualism of much of our celebration of Christmas. You can't make angels into 
idols. I, I personally don't think you should embrace the second commandment violations that are rampant throughout the imagery of Christmas. There's all kinds of things about yeah. Christmas that you just need to reject as a Christian. And there's all kinds of things that are wonderful to celebrate about it. And again, I just don't think that a monolithic approach to the whole thing is biblically required of us. And you can say the same thing about Valentine's Day or the 4th of July. There are things to celebrate at the 4th of July. And there are things to not celebrate or worship at the 4th of July. Yeah, I mean... when And it's not a sin to take your wife out on a date in the middle of February because that's the most dark, depressing month of the year and we've chosen to try to spice it up a little bit. But let's talk about the... Or let's not talk about, but let's acknowledge the demonic amount of fornication and abortions and gross perverse sexuality that comes out of Valentine's Day. Yeah. Let's acknowledge the drunkenness and debauchery that comes out of Christmas celebrations. I actually think when it comes to Halloween, the better argument is for, for most of the communities where we find ourselves is the sexual debauchery that young people are going to give themselves to the, the sexy nurse outfits yep. that are going to be, you go into any or don't, but if you've Her ever found witch. yourself in any, in any Halloween store in any costume shop, much of their business, I mean, maybe a good, probably 60, 70% of their business is facilitating fornication. Actually, to me, that's actually modesty at the very immodest. Yeah. Well, fornication but, by a, by a sermon on the Mount definition at the, for sure. It, you know, it's about kink. Right. And it's an excuse to subject girls to having to give guys really dumb kink, yep. sexy nurse outfits, all that kind of stuff. That's that's actually the place where Halloween intersects with most of our lives in a pretty direct way. I mean, we probably all know somebody who's interested in the occult or given to darkness. I think we've if we don't know them, we've at least met them before. Those There are those people in our lives. But far and away, the people that are going to definitely be in most of our lives are the teenagers that are tempted to have sex and are given to immodesty. And we don't even think about that. So I would actually start there if I wanted to get rid of Halloween. Yeah. And if we're doing that, we might as well get rid of prom. What we're at. Right. Yeah. Talk about playing dress up. Um, hey, here's a thought, guys, in case it's never occurred to you before. A guy asks a girl to do a special thing, to dress special on a special night with a whole lot of expectations coming after they spend money on each other they have corsages and boutonnieres and a pretty dress and a tuxedo and then it's supposed to end in something what mm -hmm. are they playing at you tell yeah. me or look so, at it from the guy's point of view i rented a tux i rented a limo i got a special transportation i did all this stuff for you yeah there's there's an expectation that comes with that and we have a party at a hotel afterwards right <laughs> Yep. I mean, so, okay, if I'm playing the devil, I say, okay, well, guys, you've proved that every institution is wrapped up with wickedness, uh, so you, you really want to come back around and say, I'm not allowed to object to Halloween just because a bunch of other things are bad. Maybe we'll, let's be done with all of it. Okay. Yeah. Right. If that's how you feel. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, well, I think part of what I want to say is if you're going to take that line, just don't be a hypocrite when it comes to everything else. Mm -hmm. Movies, TV yeah. shows, movies, TV shows, every other holiday, and and that's fine. And you can you can still, I think, make the case that there's something uh, more perverse and unsettling about Halloween because of its association with the occult and the demonic and death. Mm -hmm. It's more overt. 
fine. I think think you can, in fact, make that case. But at least see the tension in all the other places as well and be charitable with the people who say, okay, we we see the tensions and this is the way that we're we're approaching it. The other thing I would say is do not discount the opportunity that you have as a Christian the one time a year that it's guaranteed that everybody is going to be talking about the reality of a spiritual world, about the reality of good and evil, and about the reality of death. And are going to be willing to be standing out on the sidewalk talking about it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what your communities are like, but last fall, we all sort of decided we didn't care about COVID or anything without deciding it. Mm -hmm. We didn't make kids come up to our doors. Everybody was sitting out on the end of their driveway, blaring spooky thrillers and and the monster mash from their Alexa devices that they pulled out to the end of their driveway. And they had a separate little bucket that kids could come and get candy out of themselves. Some people set out hand sanitizer or something like that. Right. But they were just like, we're doing this. Kids aren't not going to go and have some fun. And the adults aren't not going to be out and hanging out and talking. And for us moving in, in at the end of July, it was the first chance that we had to meet several of our neighbors. Because people felt weird about being outside and doing things and knocking on doors and we felt weird about going and knocking on doors and saying hey we're your new neighbors Mm -hmm. I hope that you're not afraid that we're killing you by saying hi hey it's the plague (laughs) yeah (laughs) but then what happened is a self-selected group of people which amounted to probably about 80 plus percent of of our neighborhood and we all kind of looked around and we're like oh we're all here cool got to talk and hang out in the street. Some people had boundaries, but even the doctor across the street was out there and talking and also talking about his perception is, this was October of last year, but how his perception is that COVID's not so deadly and it's only going to get less deadly as it goes. is sweet. Yeah, it is sweet. And it just, I don't know. You can be out there saying I don't like certain things about Halloween but it feels like a shame to be inside your house when that, that sort of thing is happening if, if people feel like they need to draw hard lines I understand it but it's hard for me to feel good about that aspect of it the other final final thing I would say and this is not at all a defense of Halloween A and B we have talked about this kind of thing before when we've talked about horror movies and stuff like that but I think as we need to understand and have sympathy for the human impulse to a acknowledge death and the demonic i mean we have such a materialistic society where everybody's in this conspiracy to not acknowledge either one as much as they possibly can it it feels really good for people once a year to acknowledge it and let's not be shocked when the way that they do that is through jokes on the one hand or through over reverence on the other hand of course, that's how that, that's the best they've got. And it's not good. And that's not a defense of Halloween. But it is saying you do have an opportunity to talk to people about what's real when everyone's saying, ah, OK, we've been not talking about this, but here's a skeleton. This is the thing that's underneath all of us. We're all this. You can't walk past a little plastic skeleton in a yard without having some sense of one day that's me and I think Halloween 
none of that's a defense of Halloween, but it is a, a maybe meant to give you just a way of thinking about it. When everyone in your culture is like, okay, <laughs> we can joke about it, but yeah, death is a thing. Or, okay, I'm really enamored with it, but yeah, death is a thing. That ought to give you an opportunity. It ought to give you, as a Christian, something to work with. One would think. Well, any more spooky, spe- spooktacular thoughts? I don't have any, Ben. Don't have any. All right, boils and ghouls. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it didn't frighten you too badly. I hope you have a happy hollow scream. Putting a hat on a hat. <laughs> Putting a black a mask cat. On a mask. <laughs> a mask on a mask. A black cat on a black cat. I don't know. We got a black cat sleeping right here behind me. Mm, yeah, me and Ben have every time we uh, ha- are, do a call like this with Jake, we get seven years of bad luck. It's pretty often that she does cross the screen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Also, you record under a ladder, so it's fourteen well, years yeah, of bad so, yeah. luck. And I and I break a mirror. Then you break a mirror, yeah, and you spill salt and don't throw it under over, over your shoulder. shoulder. Yeah. What if this was the the end of this episode? Was this us just us admitting all the superstitions <laughs> that we a hundred percent buy into? A hundred percent die into. Sorry, folks. I guess we needed a grim shot. Better cool. Halloween's awesome. Happy Halloween, everybody. Go to patreon.com forward slash. I can't do a punny version of it because I want you to actually give us money. So patreon.com forward slash sound of sanity. And until next time. Stay sane.